0: Do you like to binge watch TV? Did you know you could binge listen to podcasts? Head over to electronicmediacollective.com where they have podcasts for days. You like podcasts about wrestling? They have that. Do you like podcasts about TV and film? They have that. Do you like podcasts about horror? EMC has that too. Do you like comedy? Do you like books? Guess what? They've got you covered. Head over to electronicmediacollective.com Pick your favorite podcast today. Hey, this is Chris Hahn, star stuntman of Death Block 13, and you're listening to Moose's Monster Mash. To another all-new episode of Moose's Monster Mash. I'm your host, Moose. Today's guest is... He, he's, he's been around for a bit. And he's not just a horror icon. You know, he, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, kid shows, Christmas. You name it, he's in it. You <laughs> might not know his name, but I can guarantee you, you know his face. Let's get into it. Here he is, Mr. Mark Atchison. Well, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you for, uh, sitting down with me.
1: Glad to. Actually, I'm laying down, but, uh, <laughs> we won't be, uh...
0: <laughs> So, how's, how's the, uh, year going? I know towards the end of last year you were out of the country.
1: Yeah, I was, I was away for a while, uh, and then, uh, Like uh, Al Pacino in Scarface, uh, or no, Godfather, they dragged me back in.
0: Every time I think think I'm out, pull me back in. Pull me right back in, yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I just uh, came back to finish up a, a Disney feature. Uh, called Peter and Wendy. It's going to be a remake of Peter Pan, but uh, centering more on the love story between uh, um, Peter and Wendy. And I'm just uh, uh first mate, uh, one of the pirates next to uh, uh, Captain Hook.
0: See, I knew I wanted to see you as a pirate. Yeah. Arr, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, watching uh, Alone in the Dark.
1: Uh, oh, my God. That brings back memories,
0: yeah. Yeah, and regardless of what critics and fans say, I actually like the movie. Um, And your role as the captain, you have, it's very much this piratey role. And as you you watch it, you're just like, I, I could definitely see you as this, you know, like swashbuckling pirate type, you know, just in it for the treasure. And it's like... Yeah, I want to see him as a pirate.
1: <laughs> well, this summer, uh, that uh, dream will be fulfilled. <laughs> yes. Or a nightmare, as it were. <laughs>
0: um, so, before we get into all of your over 100 credits, how did you get into acting? Like, what sparked that interest in you? Oh, uh, that...
1: That started eons ago, I think, during the Mesozoic era. Um, it was uh, way, way back in elementary school. And uh, uh, I wasn't very popular. And so I joined the drama club and uh, did a play called Child Psychology where I played a, uh, a real delinquent. And uh, after that, everybody was giving me high fives in the hallway. And so I, I found my way to uh, to being popular. Uh, It's sort of self-serving, but uh, it keeps you out from the the fights in the backyard and the the school grounds.
0: It's kind of that whole make them laugh with you, not at you sort of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I very much enjoyed that. And I continued. uh, And then when I I moved up to the Yukon, I was uh, going through high school and I toured. Chekhov and Ibsen and Tennessee Williams throughout uh, um, the Yukon and Alaska, and then uh, as soon as I graduated from high school, I went uh, down to Vancouver and went into theater school. So I, I've never um, not been an actor; I've been one my whole life.
0: Well, and that, that uh, it's interesting because you're not a small guy.
1: <laughs> you noticed that <laughs> <laughs> you know and
0: so like you, you don't bl- you know you don't blend into a crowd that well no not at all blending is not my forte <laughs> so like as a uh, you know I'm looking through your credits and you know obviously you have a lot of like you know one spot here one spot there and it it made me wonder when you go in for those casting spots, are they looking for somebody that can just blend in? Because that is not you at all. Like, uh, even no, when you're uh, in, uh, like, an ensemble background spot, you don't blend in. No, no. Uh, I'm, I'm usually the guy that either kills or
1: gets killed. And uh, um, there's a few of us out there uh, like that, and we compare uh, how many deaths we've suffered and in <laughs> what uh, uh, amazing way we were killed. So... I I think I hold the record having been killed three times in 48 hours with three different shows. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah, well, it was a fast week, and (laughs) and I was double booked. (laughs) I was double booked, but uh, uh, I died real good. I died very good,
0: you know, so. Well, like, you know, saw you on Stargate, and, you you know, you were kind of like the muscle.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, you eat last. Uh, I remember... uh, Um, uh, Richard Dean Anderson uh, being very put off with my bad breath when I delivered that. uh, (laughs) (laughs) He played that for all his work. And I remembered after that uh, always to brush my teeth before I kill or am killed, you know, because that could come back to haunt me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a learning experience. And like, you were on, uh, you 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 had a spot on MacGyver prior to that. So, I mean... (laughs)
1: Yeah, and uh, I remember,
0: um, yeah, we were doing, uh,
1: uh, it was uh, The Eye of Osiris, I I think it was, and uh, the girl, Deborah Foreman, who was the guest star, was supposed to hit me with a a frying pan, a rubber frying pan, and uh, I was supposed to take that and fall back, and uh, I took that, and I fell back, and then there was blood everywhere, and I thought, oh, my God, I, I, I've hit somebody. I've, I've knocked somebody in the head, you know, and, I, and they're going, no, 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 that's you. You're bleeding all over the place. <laughs> uh, uh, she had hit me with the side of the frying pan instead of the bottom of the frying pan and opened me up for about three or four stitches. I was laying there at the table, and, uh, and they were using plastic uh, staples on me, and Richard Dean Anderson, he comes over to me and he leans down very closely and he goes, You make sure you sue the bastards. <laughs> I, I thought that was quite funny because he was the executive producer. But anyway. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Oh, what a mess I made that day.
0: <laughs> you know, and, you know, like I said, you know, I mentioned that you've you had a lot of, like, one off spots, but they're in, like, Really prominent properties. I mean, Poltergeist, Crow, Stairway to Heaven, Stargate, uh, the New Adams Family. Yeah, I mean, the, the- oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I was, I was the boyfriend. <laughs> oh my god, oh, god. I, yeah. Every time you bring up something, it's like a brand new memory for me because I've forgotten so much of what I've done. I think it's my brain going, no, 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 no forget that, forget that. <laughs> well, that's why I like yeah, doing this, you
0: know, because it's, you know, especially with somebody, you know, like you, you have so many credits, and like you said, and, you know, you had that one where you died three times in 48 hours, so yeah, you're going to yeah. start to backlog them, so yeah, it, it's nice to be able to spark something every so often, and like, what all do you remember about working on like the new Adams family or the poltergeist series
1: um, uh, poltergeist uh, um, it was uh, shot at uh, Riverview uh, which uh, in itself is a horror uh, scene like you wouldn't believe it used to be a prison and, and, and then it was a uh, a, um, a house for the mentally insane And, uh, um, if you wandered, uh, at all, uh, through the hallways, it wasn't set deck anymore. It was, it was the real thing. Oh, my God. Uh, And so the ambience of working in a place like that, uh, Helen Shaver, I believe, I was, uh, working with her and tugging at her arms and stuff. I think I'm talking about the same one. I think so. Anyway, um. I think that's poltergeist, um, but anyway, it was it was. Uh, I was shot at Riverview probably twenty times, maybe more. And every time I did, uh, uh, I didn't need to act. I just simply uh, reflected the uh, the surroundings about me, and and uh, the acting became natural.
0: Nice. Um, I
1: wish I could remember more. Oh no. I- you're <laughs>
0: In the process of things, you made quite a name for yourself in uh, voice acting.
1: I got I got very lucky there, and uh, and uh, um, I was I was extremely fortunate. I uh, I'd been on camera for probably about fifteen, maybe longer, twenty years, and then I, I started to pick up a little bit of work on uh, Transformers and GI yeah, Joe and stuff. And then uh, it parlayed into uh, 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 regular roles in, in uh, a few different series. Uh, for a while, I was uh, my agent called me Mister Animation.
0: <laughs> I thought he was
1: just referring referring to my face, but no, he was he was talking about all the work that I was getting. And I think that the pinnacle uh, for me uh, was to land uh, Lord Tyrick in My Little Pony. Uh, and I, I remember that very, very clearly because uh, I saw the competition, you know, auditioning for it. And I thought, I don't stand a damn chance. There's just no way I'm going to beat these guys. But um, it turned out that uh, Lord Tereck, in the beginning of uh, the uh, his, his premiere, I think in was an episode, uh, uh, season four or five, uh, he was a wizened old, small man, uh, and he was uh, sucking the magic out of one pony at a time, and then as he drew that magic from every single one of the ponies, he became bigger and bigger and bigger until he was a giant pegasus in the end. So, uh, you know, my opening was, uh, is he friend, or is he foe, yep. Only wonders, <laughs> and then it grew to Princess Twilight, you know, and and so and between those two, I realized afterwards when I was cast that there was better guys to read the old wizard band, and there was better guys that that could read the giant Pegasus, but there were very few that could do both. Yeah, and. Uh, and that's how I landed that role, and it lasted me for uh, six seasons, uh, and um, it got me into a couple of conventions. And uh, it just—it was a very, very wonderful experience because the fans of My Little Pony, officially uh, turned bronies, um, are extremely uh, warm and appreciative. And I loved Lord Kierke. I think, especially the, the male bronies, because it added a, a, a testosterone, a, a bottom to the whole thing that, that made them identify, and I and liked it when I was big and, and powerful and, and scaring people and stuff like that. I, I really quite enjoyed doing the, the whole thing
0: quite a bit. Well, my daughter is you know, a huge My Little Pony fan. And, you know, and as I'm going through and getting ready for interviews, she tends to be sitting, you know, by my side, you know, just to see who I'm going to be interviewing next. And, you know, she sees, you know, Lord Tirak pop up and she's like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, be chatting with him. She goes, oh my, really? I was like, yeah. She goes, that's awesome. You know, so yeah, you know, you really found a, the uh, calling right in the My Little Pony universe, and it's you're you're still a bad guy, but it's like it's a fun bad guy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. He, he's he's uh, he's having all sorts of fun out there, and uh, and uh, I, I just I. I just relished in doing every single uh, episode. They usually brought me in at the tail end for a couple of episodes uh, just at the end of a season. And then I was always the cliffhanger, you know, uh, into the next season. So the scripts were very tight and and the focus was really well on me and stuff, which, you know, I really enjoyed. And then I didn't have to hang around long. Uh, I would just... uh, Uh, and go and then come back again and go and come back again. But uh, I I was just so um, appreciative of the fans, especially your daughter, because then, you know, um, you can tell that story and it makes me sound even better. (laughs)
0: There's another voice I want to ask you about from uh, around 2004, well, 2003, 2004. You were a Fisto on uh, He-Man and Masters of the Universe.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this uh, Yeah, he's got quite the uh, the hand, yeah.
0: <laughs> he's very
1: handy. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, I, I think all of the hand sort of uh, jokes were used in, in recording all the time, you know, uh, lend me a hand, uh, you're, yeah, all that handy stuff, yeah. Uh, all the other actors would, would uh, play around with that. But I've got a, a really nice sell of that. And uh, and I keep that framed uh, because uh, I like being Fisto.
0: It was it was a cool part. So how did uh, that come about? Because, like, I, I remember when that reboot was announced, like, growing up in the 80s, you know, you watch He-Man and stuff like that. So when, like, He-Man's announced, you're like, all right, we get more He-Man. And then it went away pretty <laughs> quick. But... You know, and then I, I see this on your credit list, so I'm like, no, really? And, and I kind of had that same feeling that, uh, you know, my daughter had when she found out you were Lord Turek. I'm like, wow, this is awesome.
1: <laughs> well, I, um, uh, I wasn't the first Lord Tirek. There was there was there was uh, 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 another Lord Tirek before me uh, in a, another version of uh, My Little Pony before me. Yeah, there was uh, uh, another Unicron before me, um, which I have to I have to uh, be exceptionally humble about. That was Orson Welles who yeah. originally created Unicron uh, way back. So. Uh, the uh, reissue of uh, certain shows uh, seems to be a natural. And, uh, and so I, I didn't take uh, a great notice, but I was extremely grateful, you know, for the chance to get into another version of He-Man because like you and like many others, uh, I was a fan. I I listened and watched, uh, I watched cartoons uh, quite a bit when I was young and, uh, and to be able to be part of that later on in my life was a, a real treat. And uh, I, I very much enjoyed it. I really did.
0: Um, see, th- th- there's another uh, one-off spot that you get recognized a lot from. And it's not the one you think I'm going to mention yet. Um, but it's okay. it's Watchmen. You know, a large man at Happy's, uh, oh, a- Happy yeah. Harry's. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, boy do I cry well, eh? I mean. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I I have a lot of people uh, telling me, "Oh, you date good. You take really, really good." You know what I mean? because <laughs> cuz I'm so tough in the beginning and and of course, uh, um, the you know, the superheroes come in and they're looking for me and the whole bar uh slowly turns its head towards me. And I go, you bastards, I bought you all a drink and this is how you treat me. And then I, I, with much bravado, you know, um, shake my glass at at one of the superheroes, which, (laughs) you know, is always a preparation for a fall. And then, of course, he he, he crushes the glass in my hand and I'm the whimpering sap that I truly am inside begging, please, 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 please. That's not, you know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the juxtapose of, uh, of uh, being so brave and then being such a coward is, that's uh, uh, a natural for me.
0: <laughs> such is life, right? You have that, like, uh, false bravado that happens to be, uh, you know, amplified by the drink in your hand. And then, oh, yeah. you know, the, the fight comes, you're like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And and I, I've been paid very well to to uh, uh, you know uh, be the the true victim over and over and over again. And I uh, uh, I have no problem with that. I mean, I uh, I think that that's inside most of us. You know, uh, we all put on a bit of a face and uh, you know uh, a bit of sense of of uh, courage and all that stuff, but. When when things really come down hard and stuff like that, we show our true colors and and so again, it's not so much acting as you know, just connecting and uh, recognizing uh, yourself in, in mostly everything that I do. I mean, even else, you know. I mean, uh, people talk about uh, what a great job I did. and I thought, yeah, yeah, uh, laying there next to one of the funniest men and in film, uh, laughing. What a tough gig. I mean, oh, (laughs) my God. I sweated on that for hours. How did I do that? You know, I mean, come on. You know, it's it's easy. It's like falling down a hill. Uh, The question is just how far do you roll, that's all.
0: Right. But, yeah, Elf, I mean, you get recognized a lot for Elf.
1: That that is... uh, well, that will uh, be on my tombstone. That is. I was to say you haven't made it already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, others have. Uh, I, I'm simply going to adopt whatever they want. Um, but uh, um, they called me in for a single line uh, work release. Uh, they said that you don't have to audition for this, Mark. Uh, they just want you to do this one line. And I said, Well, yeah, sure, Will Farrell, Yeah, I'm all over it, right? And I, I went down there, and um, and then all of a sudden, Will Ferrell and Jean Favreau, they, they said, let's play. Let's have some fun. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't realize it was the very last day of shooting on the whole film. Um, there was, um, they had all sorts of time, because there was no turnaround on the very last <laughs> day of shooting. And so we just ad-libbed. Everything. And all of a sudden, the 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 scene where we're uh, sharing my booze went into the the uh, mail cart scene, and then <laughs> that went into the dancing scene, and uh, it was all just ad lit. Now th- there was a line where I said, "You know, I'm 26 years old, and I gotta get out of the floor." You know, and uh, and the producers at the time after it was shot said, "Come on." We're cutting this guy out of the movie uh, because, like, nobody is going to believe that this guy is twenty-six years old. And, <laughs> and John Favreau goes, "That's the joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's the funny part." You know, and so he fought for me, and he he kept me in that movie. And and uh, of all the people in my career, of all the opportunities and things that uh, I am grateful for. Uh, being left in that movie is near and dear to my heart, and the fact that everybody has force-fed that movie from November until January every year only <laughs> doesn't hurt. Only helps me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean you can't avoid it. I mean, uh, I, I'm sure that right after Thanksgiving, it's played on three or four different channels continuously. And, it's and, the um, new
0: Christmas story.
1: It, it is. It's a, it's a classic. I mean, and and there are very few times when you get to do a classic. I would say Watchmen is a classic, and Elf is is a classic. Uh, and and I'm eternally eternally grateful uh, for the opportunity to be able to lay there and laugh uh, next to Will Ferrell. One one little story that people don't know. Because at the very end, you know, he's dancing on the table, right? Yeah. And so uh, John Fowler goes, I think it would be really funny if he pulls the water main down and you are standing there with thousands of gallons of water pouring down on you and you're singing a Christmas carol at, at full volume. Are you into that, Mark? Well, it was the 22nd hour of shooting that day. And so, like an idiot, I went, yeah, John, pull the water main down on me. I'd love to do that, right? And so they dammed up the whole set, and they pulled the water main down. And I was singing uh, the Christmas Carol. And they, I, they, of course, you can use it, and that's fine. But I, I thought, why did I have it, any outtakes? But anyway, it was just one of those things that disappeared. That. I'll make sure that I add it to my MDB Pro one of these days. And maybe John Favreau will pull it out of the dustbin or something like that and show people me doing a, basically a flash dance. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not near as attractive, believe me. And, and, and the singing, it, it, if that's not a horror movie, I don't know what is. But anyway, I, I would finish that thing like a drowned rat
0: oh man uh, let's jump into your most recent project and that was brand new cherry flavor
1: oh my god
0: um oh my god listeners if you haven't watched this yet um it's a mind bender <laughs> um to, to put it mildly it, it's a mind bender um, <laughs>
1: it, it really is
0: you have an interesting uh, character in it
1: Yeah, uh, here i'm uh, I believe the only zombie with an actual name so I'm, I'm quite proud of that <laughs> I, I don't I don't have any lines um so so
0: I, a lot of grunts uh, <laughs> but you're in every so I had episode a
1: lot, of, a lot of fun doing it. I was in every single episode of all the eight that they did in the series
0: and unless I'm mistaken, I think I saw more of you in one episode than I wanted to.
1: Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, we really shouldn't talk about this, except it is a horror uh, um, genre here. So there's nothing more horrific uh, than that shot. I uh, they when they hired me, they go before we hire you, um, you know that you have to do a full frontal nude scene, and I went, "You? Really? <laughs> I'm I'm 63 years old at the time, and I
0: thought." Now?
1: Now in my career, you want to do
0: <laughs> Where was this in my prime? <laughs> oh my god,
1: I, I, I just, uh, but like any role, you just don't turn it down. No. Not, not that. No, I mean, yeah, okay, fine. Make it up, you know, fine, I'll do it, you know. But... Um, Snorkel mask on, no less.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: remember my agent and I had to negotiate for water temperature. Uh, that was a very important issue because uh, shrinkage. the first thing you think of is shrinkage,
0: <laughs> and uh,
1: <laughs> that's a very important
0: thing. And then, like
1: well, I'm going to show then, him uh, off.
0: I want him to look good. Damn it. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, and there was one point where um, uh, Catherine was. Uh, Hosing me down, um, you know, and uh, and um, uh, she's in a tender spot, and um, and I have to say, uh, please, please uh, remember, I, I'm a zombie, and uh, I am uh, the Walking Dead, so it would not be good <laughs> if I push. <laughs> so, you know, aim around, but never completely act. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And she was very cognizant of that afterwards, and, and I thanked her profusely, you know, because there's um, you know, nothing worse than seeing a zombie flinch. You know, nothing. And I'm glad you brought that up, uh, I really am. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she was like, uh, I'm
0: watching it, I'm watching it, and I'm like, did I just see that? It... So I rewound it like a dummy. <laughs> As many of
1: my friends do, <laughs> and, you
0: know. I was like, "Nope, yep, I saw it all right." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I know. Yes, yes, I know. Because I mean, you know, it's is. just you know a parting scene, and you're like, "Well, maybe I imagined it." No, nope, didn't no, imagine no, it no. right there in all your it glory.
1: Wasn't, it wasn't a nightmare. It was it was true. You know, and, <laughs> and we took three and a half hours to shoot that, and I couldn't figure out why. um uh, both of the girls were screwing up their lines in the first part. And I thought, oh, I see. you <laughs> doing <it> on purpose. <laughs> 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 they just want to see me get up and out and back and forth and back and forth. And, and uh, it got to the point where I didn't even put my robe on in between. You know, I just went back and forth and back and forth. And three and a half hours it took to film that. I do <sighs> oh my God. I'm glad that it only takes a couple of seconds in the actual, you know, thing to-
0: yeah. Well, what I found interesting about it is, uh, you know, you don't see too many male frontal nude scenes in TV or movies.
1: No, especially not like mine. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, you, you but, always
0: get the you, know, you get the obligatory ass shot. You get, you know, the you the guy walking around alluding to, um, you know, he's walking around naked.
1: But, yeah, they they usually have a six pack or something, yeah. not, uh, um, not a not um, a backpack in the front. No, uh, so th- th- a... This
0: is like the every man's walking around. You know, this is this isn't a supermodel. This isn't you know somebody who's super toned. This is just a dude no. who's naked. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. not super toned at all. Not not toned at all. Not... <laughs> you
0: know, this isn't Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse walking around naked. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm more like Chris Farley. Uh, that would be, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I, I just love that that uh, the two of them uh, doing the the uh, Chip and Dale dance.
0: Oh yeah, together
1: and so and so yeah. I, I'm I'm more of the Chris Farley uh, uh, side of it, uh, much more than the Patrick Swayze. The only thing I, I had similar to Patrick is maybe the long hair, but after that, there was no comparison whatsoever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it was, you know, like I said, I found it really interesting because, you know, when you're watching the series, it's like, yo sex, nudity, violence, smoking, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, you get pictures of, you know, well, you get scenes with Rosa, you know, in the buff and things like that. And you're like, okay, that's about standard. And then, yeah, we get to your scene and completely, like, you know, like I said, just takes you, takes you off for a second. And you're just like, wow. Yeah, I think the that shock was... factor
1: was one the, of the main reasons they yeah. used it, right? Well, they went to, oh, this will screw people up. <laughs> you know, this will cost their lunch for them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's not something you expect in Ooh. anything. And what like what kind of preparation for that scene, like day of, went into it? Like to get you, like, to get you in the mindset and comfortable... To be like, yep, I'm going to walk around nude in front of, like, all these people that I may or may not actually know or might have to work with again.
1: Well, um, uh, you know, I I stood there in the the, the fake uh, greenery of the greenhouse uh, with a a nice comfy blue robe on. And, um, uh, you know, I, I really wasn't sure when I would take it off. Um and one of the things I noticed which bothered me a bit was they had a, a person filling up the uh, the water tank, the the, the big uh, pond that I was getting bathed in. And they had to choose the biggest, buffest guy they could. You know, I mean, he had arms on him like Hercules. And he must have been 35 and had a tight shirt on. And I thought, you really couldn't find, like, uh, another guy, you know. <laughs> you Because know, I felt uh, completely inadequate uh, taking my role off in front of him. But um, there was a point where I, I just went, screw it. Screw it. Screw it. And I just. Took the robe off and I just walked out there, and um, I, I I didn't care. I, I, uh, I until of course I got hit once or twice with the with the hose, but um, except for that, I just didn't care. And um, um, that was the only way that I could prepare was just to forget about it and just do it. But I, I always felt bad for anybody would have to watch that later on because I knew that it was going to be a shock, you know. It was going to hurt their eyes. It was going to be a memory that they wouldn't be able to get out of their brain, you know. And, uh, um, but I knew that that was the effect they were looking for, uh, a car accident in the move—and And so there I go, you know, whatever they want, I will provide.
0: I think you're too hard on yourself. It's not one of those <laughs> where, like, you know, burns itself into your brain. It's just... <laughs> well, um, I, I, I will say this. N- no one's um, expecting to see smaller Mark. No, God. I don't so it's like, whoa! Alright. There, all right, there <laughs> it is.
1: I had been uh, um, uh, weight training for a few months, and so I was hoping that the, the upper part would take away from the lower part. and uh, um, But there were no real muscles. It was just... Uh, Maybe my chest was okay, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I got to admit this. I have not looked at it. In fact, I I have not looked at uh, any cherry flavor at all. Um, I don't know why. Um, I just haven't. I don't uh, actually look at my work much. Um, I see it sometimes, you know. And I enjoy um, Elf and things like that. Because I say, Watchmen and you know Chronicles of Riddick and stuff like that. But, um, it, it's not something where I mean, there's some actors when they do their work, they go right over to the um, producer's hut and, and they look at the at the take right afterwards. Not uh, not me. Uh, I like to do it and then I just like to go on and do the next and the next. And I just I don't look at what I've done. It's uh, a much lighter. It's just a
0: choice. Well, having watched it, and I never thought I'd say this to another guy, um, it doesn't look bad. It's a good shot. Damn. Damn. Well, um, thank you. Um, I mean, I, 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 I don't know how else to put it. I mean, it, it's a good shot. <laughs> I mean, it's...
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't embarrass myself. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. (laughs) So, yeah, you're Pierre, the occasionally naked, in-the-buff zombie, (laughs) Um, and you're you're in basically every episode of Brand New Cherry Flavor. You're like the head zombie. You're like her right-hand man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm always the one picking up the little kitten uh, after it's puked out. Uh, That's my main job. Um, and I would I would uh, I took relish in everything that I did in that show I remember there's one scene where she said she's feeding us and there was a lineup of us right yeah and uh, they ha- they had me off at the end uh, when I first looked at it and then uh, they went no 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 let's Pierre right in the center you know and so I had a, a few of the extras around me and uh, and I, uh, I started to drool it was a uh, uh, I thought, no, this is a good choice, you know. I mean, uh, Pierre would drool because he's hungry, and then he wants to get to that food, and then so uh, I started to drool, and, and the other, uh, the extras around me went, "Oh God, look at Pierre! He's he's wet and drooling all over the place for this," and uh, and and uh, they were really taken back by by the fact that I was taking such broad choices and simple things, so, um, and that's sort of uh, what I did, you know with the whole thing, was just to find something, anything, just a small thing, every single take I did, try to find something that that would uh, define me a little bit better, you know, and so rule was one of those things.
0: Well, yeah, that's kind of what I meant, you know, earlier when I said, like, even when you're in essentially this lineup of background characters, you stand out. (laughs)
1: It's called pulling focus, though. I mean, right. It's, it's, and, and you, you do done it, done it quite well. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, and, yeah, that scene was very reminiscent of the uh, the Stargate episode we were talking about. You know, the, nope, you yeah. eat last. You know, I, I'm first, I get the food, back off.
1: Yeah, and I would shove all the, the other people out of the way as I went and got the, the bowl for for my mistress. And, uh, um, yeah, I always found grand ways uh, so that I wouldn't... Uh, be invisible um, that's that's uh, well, a fault of mine that uh, I guess is a strength um, but you you don't be do that um, you know with other stars too much because they don't take that well but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but in a in a group setting uh it's appropriate and uh and like you said I uh, remember blended blended just isn't me and just me
0: well, and there's a scene. In towards the end, like I think it's episode six or seven um and Lou comes to get Jonathan, and you know he's he's luring him out with that little uh with a little toy pig, oh yeah yeah you know, that yes. you know you and Jonathan have been playing with like a couple kids, yes yes, you yes. know so it's you know you and Eric Lang and uh. You uh, must
1: tell me about this, because I've never seen it. I, I haven't seen it, but the, it, it. Do they have me? It, 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 um, uh, what happens? Tell me what happens.
0: <laughs> Cause I, I don't. You know, he, he has her, he, he have this scene, and, you know, Lou comes in. He's he, Obviously, he's looking for Jonathan in the greenhouse. And he, he finds this pig and sees Jonathan. He squeezes it, and it's kind of like those stupid rubber ducks that are all over TikTok and the internet right now. The whoa, Rubber ducks. Um, yeah. But, you know, and Jonathan reacts to it as any zombie would. Uh, I'm not sure why, but I think it's a childlike instinct. And so at this point, he's kind of luring him out of the house with the, oh, you want the toy? Come get the toy. You want the toy? Come get the toy. You know, kind of like a kid or a dog. And you're standing in the background of this scene, like confused at first, and then it dawns on you that you just lost your friend, yeah. And you get super emotional, and yeah. even then, it, like this, like you're seeing the scene that should be, you know, Lou and uh, Jonathan leaving the greenhouse, and it's Pierre in the background, more or less, just like come back, come back to me. Why? Why? And it was gorgeous. Oh, man.
1: Um, Oh, thank you. I, I never know what is left on the editor's floor and what actually makes it sometimes, you know? Um, and for that second, um, to still have some resonance, it means a great deal to me. Um, Thank you, thank you very much. I I almost cried um, during that bit. I will tell you that um, I'm sure they didn't keep it, but at the very end, uh, when I'm walking with my new master, and uh, we're leaving, and uh Evelyn is is dying because her body, you know, uh, has been she's been transformed into the other person. Yeah. And I, as Paul, I'm, I'm sure they didn't keep it, I, for a second, as Pierre looked, looked back, and, and I, um, there was a tear in my eye, you know, because in my head, Pierre the Zombie had a, a very, very small, tiny human being in his brain, still left. A small piece of humanity that was still connected to what was going on, even though he was a big hulking figure that just did whatever he was told to do at the snap of a finger or that of of, of her lips. Um, But there was a small, and that was the very last shot we did of the whole series, which took three months, almost four months to shoot. And um, there was a lot of mixed feelings uh, uh, about that because... I knew that I was saying goodbye to Pierre at the same time, but I had grown very close to her uh, because we had worked together so much. And I just had to have a look back, one last look back. I know they didn't keep it, but if they kept the other one,
0: they should have. That, 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 yeah, like it fits so, like as you describe it, it fits so well.
1: I'm just pleased that they kept any of the little bits up here because, like I said, every single time that I got to do anything, I tried to to put something a little different, a little special, you know, because it was so much fun. You know, I was playing. Yeah, this is, this is what we get paid to do: is just be like kids, and go out there and play, have some fun, go out there and play, and when you do that. Usually, the audience has fun, too, and uh, that, that's that been the key to whatever limited success I've had. is just that art of playing, and I truly, truly enjoy it.
0: Well, that, that's the the key to a successful career is as long as you can go out and as long as you're still having fun, it's not work, right?
1: Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, even, even this... I mean, uh, this Disney movie it was, it was so much fun, you know, because I had grown up watching pirates my whole life, you know, and it was a great TV series way back, or a movie, or something like that. And I remember, you know, those broad figures and the, the patches and the and the, 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 the swords and all that kind of stuff. And so, when I got a chance to uh, to deliver lines, and and uh, David, the, uh, the director, he uh, he used me for comedy effect in in uh, Peter and Wendy, so I got to have some of the funniest lines at some of the weirdest times, of uh, salt and pepper throughout the the movie, and I'm quite excited about this because I, I know the producers came up and told me that that um, that they're just really happy with everything that I did and, and what I added to it because you know you have to have a bit of comedy mixed in with everything else to give it a full flavor. And, um, and I got to have that luxury. And uh, I, I truly enjoyed that.
0: That's awesome.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and I have to say that the fact that you looked me up and um, even noticed what I've done in my life, means a great deal for me. And uh, I thank you. I thank you very much.
0: Well, you're more than welcome. I mean... You know, like I said, it's, you know, you've been, well, well yeah, you know, and I, I don't mean it in any, like, belittling thing. You've been in a lot of, like, one-off spots, but they're all I, over I, the I'll place. I'm a
1: lunch-pail actor. I, I, uh, I, I just, I'm a workman. I, I'm not a star, uh, not a, uh, the least bit. I work with stars, so I know exactly what they are and who they are and how much burden that they have to carry. But but I'm a lunch pail guy. I come in usually for just two or three days on a movie. Um, sometimes I'm lucky and get to do the whole run. Um, but um, i just I, I get killed or am killing, and uh, or I'm funny. Those are the three things that I do.
0: Well, and I mean it's very similar to like the Bruce Campbell career. Mm. You know, aside from you know, okay, you haven't managed, you haven't landed, like, the, uh, I would say, standout Bruce Campbell money role yet, but, you know, it's, you you keep appearing in things, and like I said in the intro, people know your face.
1: (laughs) I I, I mean, I'm often, you know, uh, well, this is before COVID, um, but, um, you know, when we didn't have to wear masks all the time, but I'd be out and about, and, uh, I would see people looking at me and most of the time they didn't know exactly where they <laughs> saw me before, but they knew, they knew in their hearts that, that they, they seen me. And, and then, uh, uh, little children, um, you know, two, three, uh, four years old would look unabashing kind of at me because they usually recognize me, now, And, um, and they would, wouldn't be able to take their eyes off me for a bit and, I really enjoy that. I, I really do. You know, it's it's a, it's a, a fun thing. And, um, you know, of course, I've had many people come up to me and ask for pictures, you know, with me and stuff like that. And uh, for a simple man who uh, just led just a simple life, it's a great, great compliment and, and a great flattering gesture. And uh, I'm not worthy, but I'll take it.
0: <laughs> no, you you work your ass off to get that uh recognition. I mean, you deserve it. You know, you put in the re- work, revel in the rewards. Uh, I do, and I just I
1: always, always am humble, uh, very humble. Um, because I've 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 known so many friends who uh, tried to do this career, and uh, you know. Um, Time, circumstance, situation uh, prevented them from. But I've had 50 years of this, you know, 50 years. And uh, I've loved every single damn one of them.
0: And not many people can say that about any career. No.
1: And and, and not many people can say that that this was exactly what they wanted to do right from the get go. Yeah. And this was it for me, you know? And I, I. Extremely blessed, extremely blessed, and I—I uh, uh, I have a good life. I have a very happy life, and my health is good. Knock on wood. I'm not hitting my head as we speak.
0: And, uh, <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm just—and again, you know—to reminisce like this. This only usually happens in my brain. It never happens. Much in real life, and it's <laughs> for you to reach out, and talk to me, and share all these memories, bring up things that I had completely forgotten, and uh, and the opportunity to share with your listeners, um, what I I believe has been a life well
0: lived. Well, that's why I do this. I mean, everybody has their stories, and those stories, you know, need to be shared, and not everybody has. Their own platform to do it, or you know, a- unless you, you you have the idea and you know you just haven't jumped on it, not everyone's going to go out and write their own book about you know the life and times of Mark Atchison. <laughs> so well,
1: I I have to say that the, the lady contacted me about um, three weeks ago. Her name is Shelley Lynn Hughes, and uh, she writes a magazine called Pursuit 365, and uh, the first edition um, uh, centered on women uh, predominantly, um, and uh, it would be a plethora of women, um, uh, from uh, stars and uh, musical artists to uh everybody, and, and and so she wanted to do one on men, and um, so she contacted me, and I didn't know what this was about, and she said, you know, Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong has, has, has uh, agreed to be in it, and, and we were asking if you would be in it, and I thought, well, I, I joked with her, I said, uh, sure, what's the topic, uh, guys that have long hair? I mean, I, I had <laughs> no idea what, what she was after. And she said, no, we want you to tell your story in 365 words or less. And so I uh, I, I did it in 348. I tried to be conservative and, and save a little bit of time. And and um, it, was a, it was a great thing uh, to write about, you know, what happened to me. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that in print. Oh,
0: Yeah. You know? Soon people ask me to tell my story, I uh, tend to start out the uh, um, monologue from the jerk. But as we progress <laughs> further into uh, the times, people uh, I'm finding more and more people don't know the movie. So, oh my god, when you tell somebody, don't tell
1: me that's true because that's one of Steve Martin's classics, man. <laughs> Right? I mean,
0: so when you tell somebody as a six three white guy. I was born a poor black child. They're like, excuse me? I'm like, it's from a movie. Relax. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> you gotta get out of the flow. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. But yeah, I, you know, I, I always love like, you know, so what's your story? Well, I was born a poor black child. right. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sometimes more like Chris Farley, you know.
1: I live in a van down by the river, you know. <laughs>
0: you no, know, but yeah, it's, you, you find things, you kind of latch onto them and you, you keep them, you, you keep people on your toes, keep them on their toes. Yeah.
1: And it keeps yeah, life interesting. Nice. Anyway, I it it usually like fun.
0: If you could pick any, you know, if you had a dream role, what would it be?
1: Um I was given my dream role uh, in the very second role I had in college. It was Lenny in of My and Men.
0: Oh, nice. That was my
1: dream role. I was only 17 at the time. I had no understanding of Steinbeck or the impact that a role like that would have on a soul. But playing such a simple heart... That was so pivotal in the whole play. So loved by everyone that watched it and then killed at the very end, sending out gasps and shrieks from the audience every night. That was my dream role. And uh, it makes me makes me cry just thinking about it. Because it was it was it was me. You know, everything I do, everything I do, is not really acting; it's just being. But that one in particular, got my age, was my soul. I, I loved it. I absolutely—that was my dream uh, role, Lenny in *My Cement*.
0: Um, so we know you have Peter and Wendy coming out soon. Do you have any other projects in the works that you can talk about?
1: That was a a video game that I uh, finished for Marvel. Um, It was based on uh, my playing of Sabretooth. Um, They changed the name of the character a bit, but he was Sabretooth in this video game. That's going to be released soon. Um, But um, uh, Peter and Wendy took up um, four months of my time last year. And then the year before was uh, four months on uh, bread and cherry flavor. So um, I've, after uh, Peter and Wendy, except for having to go back and, and, and do extra dialogue and, and extra scenes, at least last week, um, I decided to take a sabbatical and uh, left the country. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm just. Uh, Enjoying. I mean, I'm 64, you know. Um, I just finished getting divorced uh, from my third wife. So uh, it's time to take an inventory, <laughs> you know, and try not to damage anybody else in the future. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I've made enough enemies in my life. I don't need to make any more, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just... Uh, <sighs> Uh, you know, I'm I'm enjoying my freedom, and I haven't uh, haven't decided where I'm going to live right now. I, I sold my house, and I haven't decided where I'm going to live. Um, but I'll tell you my one true passion, and that is, uh, and I hate to say that it's a thing, but it's a thing. Uh, I own a 1964 uh, a Chevrolet Impala two door SS coupe Ooh, baby. Um, with collector plates on it. It is immaculate Ooh. it is like the day it came off the uh factory uh line it's perfect it's a, got a cut red paint job and uh a, a red interior and when i drive around in that in the sun uh there's not a head that doesn't turn and i like to play my music <laughs> i like to cruise in that and go visit friends and uh,
0: Really <laughs> um. <laughs> me. to the uh, acting career at this point.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing that they teach you over and over again, especially on the camera with the lens of those views less is always more. And so the more relaxed I am, the easier it becomes, I think.
0: Oh, for sure. Uh, so where can listeners, like, keep up to date with you on social media and, you know, watch for any upcoming projects you have?
1: Uh, I, I had a website, uh, uh, Um, but i I probably let it uh, slide because uh, the last thing it had was Don uh, Jetley's. Uh, um, that was sort of the uh, um, the centerpiece of that thing, and I, I would uh, move on and, and use some of the newer stuff to create a new website. So. Uh, uh, actor Mark Atchison on, on uh, Instagram you know or, or there's bits and pieces of me that I don't, uh, I tend not to uh, uh, advertise myself near as much as as my uh, my other colleagues um, just because when I do, I choose to you know like uh, I, I put a picture up of me in, in my pirate outfit uh, just recently but if I do that just very sparingly, I don't bore the people, and uh, they take greater notice when I do.
0: So, oh, for sure.
1: Um, I, I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll definitely let people know what's, what's happening, you know, if I can. Um, and uh, I don't think I'm hard to find. And once you've, like you said, seen the face, you just can't <laughs> forget it, <laughs> you know. Just try not to do it on a full
0: stomach,
1: you know. know. Oh, thank God somebody up there likes me.
0: (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have the faces of radio.
1: Yes, radio. Face
0: for radio. And listeners, I will put those links in the episode description as always so you can easily find him. And you can easily find me over at electronicmediacollective.com alongside other great podcasters or on Twitter at Moose Media Inc. Mark, this has been a blast. And for somebody who didn't think he'd last more than uh, 20 minutes, we've now gone for about an hour. So. My God, my God. <laughs> time flies when you um, having fun, doesn't it? I need to go fishing with you because I
1: think that you are able to hook, uh, you know, even in a very quiet stream.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I love fishing. So, uh, Well,
1: you're from Nebraska. It should it should be good, right? I mean, <laughs> right.
0: So we, we have some good I, catfishing. It's
1: been a pleasure. A real true pleasure and honor. and Thank you very,
0: very much. Oh, you're more than welcome. And, you know, get you back on sometime or just, you know. Get together sometime. And shoot the shit.
1: I am your servant.
0: It's been a pleasure, and listeners, tune back in next month. Between now and then, if you haven't, head over to Netflix. Check out brand new cherry flavor. You're missing a hell of a mind bender with cool zombies.
1: Oh yes, yes, and, and uh, all listeners, please continue to listen to Moose's Monster Mash because it really is a smash. <laughs>
0: And until next time, Horror Hounds, mash on. Thank you. This has been Bruce's Monster Badge. Come back for more chills and thrills if you dare. <laughs>